Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're talking about Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling. We chose um, Harry Potter for one of our December episodes because... Because it's so cozy. Yes, it is. I know. <laughs> like, it really gets you into the holiday spirit. Um, I feel like, yeah, like, each of the books and movies has, like, a nice, um, like, Christmas scene in each one or happenings that are going mm-hmm. around. But just in general, like, you know, as soon as he gets to the school, it's, like, this giant castle and they have this, like, big feast room with candles. And I mean, it does just feel cozy, the whole thing. Yeah, so definitely. It's a really nice, yeah, um, series for this time of year. Yeah, so it's um, Thanksgiving weekend. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was filling. <laughs> filling. <laughs> yeah, same here. I feel like I've done nothing but eat all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just the season. I cooked Thanksgiving dinner, but... Um, I feel like I, I was, like, really not stressed about it, though. Like, I've done it enough times yes. that, like, you know, we've got the routine down. You know, I put my husband in charge of the bird, and I, like, take care of the rest of the stuff. And, yeah, we knocked it out. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, uh, we went down to visit my folks uh, at our family farm. And so um, they they did – well, I, help, I, I always help out in the kitchen, um, but they already had the bird cooking. Um, but I contributed with my – uh, red wall leek recipe the, uh, gourmet garrison grilled leeks oh that sounds delicious <laughs> from the red wall cookbook yeah that's really good um and then yeah and then helped make the mashed potatoes and different things like that nice but, yeah <laughs> um well yeah let's let's do tasty time tasty time um yeah, yeah what have, what have you noticed around um the interwebs or Outside of the interwebs, these last couple weeks, yeah, in the, in the, books, another, I another, know, <laughs> another book, books. a real live, actual, solid <laughs> book. <laughs> um, so Rainbow Rowell, she is uh, known for Eleanor and Park, um, I, which I, I think that was her, the first book that really uh, in the young adult universe um, really uh, got her. Um, popular um but i that's actually i haven't read that one yet (laughs) but um but fangirl i read fangirl and then her most recent one carry on and i read fangirl because i wanted to read carry on um and because and it's kind of a companion or i'm not i wouldn't say see carry on's not necessarily a sequel to fangirl but yeah, it's all so it's all kind of meta, and I don't know if trying to describe them will do it justice. But um, but yeah, Fangirl is contemporary, but in that story, there's a, the main character. She is an uber fan of a fictional series um, called the Simon Snow Novels, which is kind of a an illusion or like a spoof on Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Uh, and then she writes well, fan fiction for yeah exa- exactly so it relates <laughs> um so she writes fan fiction of these fictional novels so <laughs> so anyway and, and so the that so fangirl contains um like snippets of these fictional novels and of the main character's fan fiction of those novels so so it's kind of like 
a cup, you know, this little background fiction story going on during this contemporary novel. Anyway, but Carry On is Rainbow Rowell's um, canon for those fictional characters that she created for the world of fangirl. Yeah, like that's such a... <laughs> if that makes sense. No, like... <laughs> no, that, that's like a really interesting concept. Um, yeah. And actually, and... like, yeah, I had noticed you, like, um, getting really excited about this, like, online. Oh it's it's <laughs> but... been hard to delve into anything else after reading Carry On because yeah, no, it's so good. But it was kind of cool that, like, you got into it because, like, I had just heard about it, like, a couple weeks ago on... Yeah, it came out October 6th. Oh, okay. Carry On did. Okay, gotcha, because, like, I had, um, on the Pop Rocket podcast, which is, um, like, a really good podcast about pop culture that I listen to, like, every week, um, Mm -hmm. one of the hosts was talking about it, and I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting, so I had kind of, like, you know, filed it away, and then, like, not a week later, like, you start gushing about it, I'm like, oh, okay, I need to read this. (laughs) So... Yes, please read it and let's do a podcast episode <laughs> yes. on it because, oh my gosh, like, I'm in love with this book. Oh, um, that's awesome. But, like, I don't want to spoil too much, but, but so it is kind of, um, spoof or illusion, like, I don't know what word to use. It's like a, a, a comment to Harry Potter, like, what Harry Potter is, and also, like, um, the trope of the chosen one and like a magical world yeah like like it addresses like it's kind of a commentary yeah like these motifs that show up over and over again in ya yeah and and it is um so the characters are like 17 18 and they're at a wizarding school so it's like (laughs) so so it's so it's not and it's a standalone story um carry on is mm-hmm. I, I, you know and if you want more like fangor ha- fangirl like i said has some like snippets of of more sto- a little bit more story but um yeah so like whereas harry potter starts when the kids are 11 carry on starts when they're already like in their last year and and they've had all of those other years behind them like they have all those other years behind them already mm-hmm. so like so so that's kind of interesting too that you know it's Start kind of starts at the end, um, but so much food. So that's why this is part of Tasty Time. <laughs> the the point is, there's like a crazy beautiful ton of food, and I've already done um, sour cherry scones for the book. Yeah, um, I am so intrigued by recipe. these. I love sour cherries. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so that's like one of the main characters' favorite foods at the School of Magic that they go to is the sour cherry scones. Um, but then a lot of other foods are mentioned, like ham sandwiches and arrow, mint arrow bars, mm. chocolate bars, um, and bacon rolls, and, like, so I'm gonna make a lot of other foods. I, like, maybe I should do, like, a little, a little cookbook for I know, you should! <laughs> like, a little Eve up Because I'm yeah. so in love with it. And, um, for Black Friday, Barnes & Noble had a bunch of autographed books available, mm-hmm. and Carry On was one of them, oh, so... Nice. So I totally went and <laughs> I'm like Rainbow Rowell. This is the only reason why I'm going out on Black Friday is to pick up your autographed book. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Otherwise, no, on. thank you. So, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I'm just totally in love with it. Um, yeah. So young adult fantasy. Um, it's romance. It's um, yeah, like I said, ma- you know, has magic in it, it's fantasy. Um, but there's also um, in the summary, it's described also like a, a little bit of a ghost story, a little bit of mystery. Um, 
but but above all it's a romance and it's so beautiful like i'm not into blah romance <laughs> you know that kind of stuff uh-huh. but this yeah love it it's beautiful I'm done. It's your tasty time. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually like really, going, really but... excited to check it out. Yeah. So I trust your taste. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, yeah, I just have a short one um, because it's a blog I talked about before on our um, Game of Thrones episode, In at the Crossroads, um, which is like the Game of Thrones of food blog that has a cookbook out and everything. But the reason I wanted to mention it now is just because she has organized some of the recipes into Feast for Holidays. Yeah, and so you can cook um, Game of Thrones foods for your Thanksgiving, which just passed, or Christmas. And actually, I was looking, the Christmas list is actually pretty short, but most of the foods on the Thanksgiving list, I think, would also be appropriate. So, you can make stuff like 17th century pumpkin pie, wassail, Mm -hmm. spiced plum mousse, um, yeah, a lot of sweet things, I guess, um, (laughs) venison pies, um, baked apples, yeah, like, it looks really, you know, again, nice and cozy fare, perfect for this time of year. Yeah, so I'll put a link for that on the site. Yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about, so let's dive into our main episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Do we really even need to say anything about it? Like, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure that in, anybody listening to this podcast is already a fan, so yeah, we don't need to really sell you it's on it. It's <laughs> incredible. Like... Yeah, like we'll we'll talk about our you know personal his you know um, experience with it, um, but but just the fact, yeah, it's 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 so huge and and like, I mean it's it's a phenomenon. I guess that maybe that's the best way to put it. Like spanning years with books and movies, and it's yeah, it's definitely like become yeah. a cultural touchstone. I yes. guess yeah, more than just like oh these books are really good. Like it is kind of a piece of our culture i think <laughs> yeah really like uh, like household name level i guess but it's like you know if someone says harry potter then they you know the image of like a a, a messy haired boy with, with round glasses and a lightning bolt scar you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you know that you're alluding to something about magic or you know whatever so what is your your background with Harry Potter with the the books and movies and um just the yeah works in general yeah so I actually so I didn't read uh start reading Harry Potter until I was in my early twenties because um, the the books were published what in ninety eight i mean in the u s like nine in ninety eight I believe yes I think so yeah and, around that time yeah um and let's see. So I was a junior in high school, and when I was a teenager, like when I see if they had come out when I was younger, I like before I was a teenager, like if I was the, when I was the age Harry was, I guess mm-hmm. when yeah. I was eleven or something, I probably totally would have gobbled them up. Um, 
But when I was a teenager, like in high school, I was more into manga or you know, um, Japanese comics. Um, but actually, as a kid, like I mentioned before, I was actually reading grown-up books and didn't read much many kid books. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so I worked at a toy store called Shenanigans, and it's a, a specialty toy store, and we sold um, some books, and um, we sold Harry Potter. So I started working there um, when I was, like, maybe 18 or 19, maybe 19. Um, so I... Grad, had been graduated for a couple of years, uh, so, so I started working at this toy store, specialty toy store, and um, and we sold the books, uh, and we had uh, store copies of them, so the employees could read them and then better, you know, be able to sell them. Um, and and I had okay, so been... it was kind of like required reading for your job. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it was suggested reading <laughs> yeah like if you wanted to and and so the books like i mean <clears throat> we didn't have specific areas that we had to be in um but i always loved the book section and loved then like pretty much yeah of course. Out, outside of the lady who whose job was to purchase the books for the store mm-hmm. um she wasn't uh she, she only worked um maybe like in the evenings or very part-time um but I worked full-time um you know so I was there during the daytime anyway so like I was pretty much the one to sell the books (laughs) um and because I I super loved it um and so yes I was like all about reading um reading any of the books that we sold uh, just so I could well because I loved it It was a good excuse it's like oh I'm doing this for work (laughs) um but what I should say so I, I was never one for, like, bandwagon uh, pop culture stuff mm-hmm. or, like, like oh, everybody loves this, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon for it. Like, yeah. it makes it, it makes it kind of not interesting to me if it's, like, so huge. I don't want to, like, I don't know what you call that, but it's, like. <laughs> I kind of feel like that, but for a different reason. Like, I'm kind of overwhelmed, you know? It's, like, I don't know if I even want to get into this because. Like, well, it's like, yeah, so, I, so I, for much. me, yeah. yeah, for me, I feel like it was an, Im- like, lingering immaturity, like, oh, I want to be different, so I'm not going to partake of what everybody else yeah. is, like, <laughs> but then I was like, that's stupid, like, really, because in my heart, yeah, cool, fantasy, yeah, like, you're like interested, fantasy. so I shouldn't let the fact that everybody right. like <laughs> how annoying everybody likes it you know so i was like that's stupid look at your hipster me. mentality yet, like. i know right is that what the, so i totally just was like that's dumb like if i want to read it i'm just gonna read it i don't care like, yeah if everybody likes it or whatever and so i totally read it and um so i read i think at that time what there were like two or three uh, of of the books published, um, so I fell in love, and then I bought my own copies, um, and yeah, like, and then working at the toy store, like we got in some, uh, we would get in uh, like promotional items, and so this is one of those. It's like, so there was a time in my life where it was like the great. And in parentheses, super like excruciatingly ridiculous 
purge of like 2005. <laughs> like I got rid of a ton of my stuff and I sometimes the like that memory comes into my mind and I have this these like pangs of regret. Oh, I, I know, especially because like, I don't regret much of my you're life. You're such so a collector. You're such a collector now. <laughs> that surprises me. Okay, listeners, you know, stay tuned for next time she purges and follow her on eBay or whatever because she's got like so uh, much cool stuff. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, well, okay, so I knew this older cup. So I I was moving and like life changes were happening and I had to get rid of a ton of stuff. Yeah. Because I couldn't, uh, I had no money for, um, like, a storage unit and stuff like that. Anyway, um, and I was like, oh, I'm, like, worldly possessions, let me get rid of them. And now I'm like, you fool. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> fool, fool is being generous. I'm the opposite. Anyway. I, like, purged and I feel free. <laughs> we talked about my, like, decluttering. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Well, so, okay, so one place I lived, we had a bathroom under the stairs. Well, so I decorated oh, did it you, in Harry Potter. Did you live there? I know. <laughs> no, I didn't live did in the bathroom. Did you sleep there? But, <laughs> no. But, but because it was a room under the stairs, like, I totally decorated it. But I had this awesome wall scroll. It was like a really skinny wall scroll. It was advertisement for the first book. So I had Marie Grand Dupre's, um artwork, like cover artwork on it. Of Harry riding the broom, like reaching up to catch the golden snitch, um, and uh, like that was in the bathroom, and like an- some other posters and just different like themed items. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so I totally fell hard for Harry Potter, but I am not one of those people that can like remember. So I'll just preface it now. Like I don't remember all the details. Like there's so many intricate things that Rowling put into her books and then also in the films there's a lot of easter eggs and stuff so I don't know all that stuff guys <laughs> but I think but it's fun when I read about it but I don't retain the information but right so <laughs> but we're anyway, not gonna win the trivia contest but <laughs> but, but I yeah. like but so I totally fell in love with Harry Potter and I even I had a friend who worked at a movie theater and this was when um before the fourth movie came out and he gave me like the film reel of so this is before digital everything was digital he gave me the film reel for the trailer for the fourth movie <laughs> if i had that now wow. oh my gosh i could like cut the little frames and make bookmarks Aww. and like even make like a little cell like film cell jewelry or whatever oh my gosh <laughs> but i gave it away but I did give it away to... There's an older couple that I knew, and they had a grandson who loved Harry... I never met the grandson, but they said that they have a grandson that loved Harry Potter. So I was like, okay. okay. I filled up my... I, I put, took my official Hogwarts movie um, hat, little black Hogwarts hat, and like put the film reel in it, and like put... Oh my gosh, some other awesome things... Okay, and this is something I just remembered. Remember, I got too excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, not not even excited is not the word because this is this is a sad thing. But I had muggle a muggles for Harry Potter pin because I worked retail, and there was a time I don't know if you remember this. There was a time where because Harry Potter was super popular, and then here comes the. Namby Pamby moms. I don't know what oh. it, what is it the the ones who complain about everything and say this is evil. We yeah, should ban yeah, it yeah. From... And you know. It's... Anyway, 
I don't know if it's just one group or anyway. So <laughs> there is this campaign to have Harry Potter books be on the banned book list, yeah, like banned from schools right. because witchcraft, witchcraft and blah blah blah. Yeah. Let alone that the pretty much the whole thing is about the fight of good and evil and like so many parallels to the story of Christ, especially when you get to the end. Okay, anyway, <laughs> so but we had these pins, muggles for Harry Potter. And those were official from Scholastic for retailers to have, like stores who sold the Harry Potter oh, books. Okay. And so all of the employees, we all got one. Um, and but I was the only one that was that read all the books and loved that loved it and everything. Um, and so, so the other employees, when a customer would come up and ask them if they could have the pin, they would just give it. Like so, my coworkers they they would just give their pins away. Well, they only got one. We only got one each. Anyway, so they gave them all away. I kept mine because, of course. But where is it? I don't know. Some like well, hopefully and, and I'm that, and I'm hating myself. That Harry Potter loving child treasured it. I don't think I, but I didn't. I did. I'm like banging the desk. <laughs> like, ah! I didn't give it away. I didn't give it away. There's so much, so many of my cool thing, like things that now I'm th- looking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had that now. <laughs> but they're a lot like where it's yeah, it's like. It's okay. I think there is a magical are, alternate world things, where all of our lost things go. They're continuing their journey. <laughs> they served you. You have nice memories oh, no. of it. And it was released into the world. I can I'm like getting so That's okay. I can I can about it. We can have but, a decluttering support group. Of, uh, <laughs> like where is that pin? It's okay. Because I should look it up on eBay and see. I'm going to look it up right now. eBay. Okay, like all right. Buy it. While while you're completing your purchase, I'm gonna I'm gonna so tell you, you my history. <laughs> I know. So, I go on this like tirade. Uh-huh. No, like okay. so same tell as us. you. I didn't get into it immediately um, because yeah, like I was a little bit older. Um, yeah, because I guess if they came out in '98, you know, Harry was 11, but we were okay. Whatever, we're, we were older than that, and. <laughs> And my my little sister, who is nine years younger than me, was really into them, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool for her. Like, this is a young adult series. Um, but it wasn't for, like, several years that I realized this was something, like, really special. You know, like, this is these are really good books, and, you know, there's this whole world unfolding, and so, you know, I should read these. Because, um, you know, not to... Not to, like, discount, like, the stuff I read when I was younger, you know, because I love me some Babysitter's Club, (laughs) but, you know, it wasn't, like, the classic um, books that are going to go down in history, you know? Um, So I think I started reading somewhere in the middle, um, and I was reading the books, like, kind of as the movies came out, so I read... (laughs) Um, you know, the first, second, and third book, and then I got to a time in my life where I was just, like, too busy and just, like, into other stuff, and I kind of fell off, and I, like, never got back on the wagon, because I was like, it's too much, I can't catch up. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's like, the movies kept coming, and the books kept getting thicker, and I was like... <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a little story oh, okay. about that, but yes, and, but I mean, and I, like, always wanted to, because, like, I was really enjoying the story, but, and I, like, I didn't mm-hmm. watch the movies, because, like, I wanted to read the books first. And then, yeah, it just kept snowballing, and, like, you know, the fandom kept growing, too, and, like I said, it was kind of overwhelming, so I was like, this is something I really love, but, like, I, I just don't know how to get into it. So, um, 
like more recently I'm like okay I'm going to go back and reread the books I um I read and then just like kind of kind of finish the series so I'm on book one <laughs> like I just started but you know I'm really enjoying it and I'm you know it's kind of like pleasant and cozy to read because I've already read it you know so but obviously I don't remember everything um so I've been rereading it and then for this, I've, like, almost caught up on the movies, but I haven't, um, yeah. Yeah, which, which one did I, you I haven't to? seen the Deathly Hollows one and two split parts. Yeah, so, oh, okay, like, I've gotten okay. right up to the gotcha. end, and I'm like, ooh, I'm really excited to see it. So, this is something I really enjoy, but again, like, I'm not, you know, this, the super fan that I bet a lot of our listeners are. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm catching up, guys, this much later. Um. <laughs> And what number book did you? I've make only it to read. It was yeah. I've only read the first three books. Yeah. yeah. And and you just reread the yes. first one yeah, for the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just reread the first one too, and it's interesting. Well, especially after reading Carry On, which is more mature, like if they're eighteen and stuff, and then go, going so then, back to and it's kind like, of. You know, you know, it's Wizarding World and stuff, and then going back to yeah, the first Harry Potter when he's eleven. And the writing style, so, yeah, so it was kind of hard to get into at first, but then, but then it was, you know, again, it was, like, nostalgia. Yeah, and, kind of and I enjoy it yeah. so much because, like, I mean, they're right on his level at the time, you know? And so, mm-hmm. like, the, the story gets larger and more complicated, like, as he grows older, you know? And you, you know, the world expands, yeah. you find out more, you know, the, um characters are obviously more mature and it becomes like a much like darker tale than it began so um yeah like i i, yeah. I think that's and really idea, cool how yes. it progresses like you know it grow, it grows up mm-hmm. right along with him the story does yeah and that's what that's what jk rowling like intended is for yeah it's yeah, masterful like the a, readership to grow yeah along yeah way, which is exactly really cool. yeah I, lo- I love it and so yeah and so i'm kind of jealous of those people who were 11 right, yeah, or, you and know, like kind of, or, or young this kids. This was their childhood, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and so they, yeah, so it's very much a part of, you know, like you said, their childhood, and and also, you know, like their their experiences. I get like it's ingrained into like their memories and their perhaps their experiences. You know, depending on how hardcore they mm-hmm. were into it, but like, yeah, and so there's the whole span of books all those years and then also the movies which you know were offset by a few years and there are eight of them and as opposed to seven books and so it's like oh my gosh like the whole span of you know it, you know it's um media to intake so all the books to intake into your mind and then all the movies to experience and and you know so your perception you know like so your imagination and everything um and then and then also the time you know that it spanned it's like incredible and and so yeah so i'm kind of jealous of like or like i wonder what that experience would have been like if i had started if they had been around yeah if it had truly paralleled your your a preteen you know, yeah how that would have changed up me changed my experience yeah childhood experience but i remember there was a commercial when the harry potter um, book started becoming really popular there was a commercial and i don't know what what company or what it was for or if it was i don't know for like unicef or so i don't know what it was for but it was the imagery it was like an owl delivering 
or maybe many owls, I'm sure, delivering books to kids around the world, like on every continent, like internationally Mm -hmm. and owls. And, and it was, but it was about reading, like the power of reading. And I remember that, that really touched me, that really moved me, that imagery, but also the, the fact that Harry Potter, the, the... Prolificness yeah, of like it, it's like become the a, a symbol for it. like literacy, and you know, it, but it became, helped yeah. kids get into re- like reading became awesome again. Like, I don't know, again, like no, I know what you mean. Like, I mean, up or down when Harry like... Potter came out, you know, and, and still now, like you know, there are kids that are readers and kids that aren't. But this made kids mm-hmm. that aren't into readers, you know, because it was like a yeah, it inspired yeah, them exactly. Yeah. It was like a really. And I just thought that was beautiful. I remember, like, having tears in my eyes like, when I would <laughs> see those commercials just because of the the implications and the extent, like, the far-reaching and the... But, like, yeah, and, like, I'm excited. Like, my daughter is just five, and so she's beginning to read, and, like, and I'm just so excited. I can't... Eat, like, she doesn't understand, but I'm just so excited for her be able like to learn to read and then she'll be able to experience these awesome worlds and like gain knowledge and wisdom and like you know you know it's like these fictional worlds that we delve into but then we bring it into the real world and like (laughs) no I know exactly what she means yeah my daughter's seven (laughs) and like she's already a reader you know so she she's constantly got her nose in a book and yeah it really makes me excited for her because it's gonna like broaden her existence in so many ways Mm -hmm. yeah um so there was a little boy uh, who came into the toy store this was when the fourth book had just been released and the fourth book's goblet of goblet of fire was like and you mentioned like they kept getting bigger, like. But the fourth book was really a chunk. Yeah, like, like that. That was maybe know, the first one that was like significantly larger. Than... Yeah, and and so um, this little boy, little blonde haired boy, and he was, I don't know. I mean, he was small, so I'm thinking maybe eight or nine. But he came in, and he he asked us for the fourth book. And then he just commented offhanded, like, to his mom or whatever, like, oh, this is, like, a dictionary. But he said it with a huge smile on his face. Like, he was so glad that it was the size of a dictionary because there's then... There's more to read. More, like, yeah. there's more... Yeah, I mean, awesome. Yeah, that's Like, really this little cool. kid, and he's just so excited to read something the size of a dictionary. The thickness... But way more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, wow. What power J.K. Rowling has. Yes. <laughs> and power, you know, power for Yeah, kids. we value you, lady. You know, <laughs> yeah. And it's like those kids are grown up now and doing awesome things. They were inspired and a lot of them are creators now. Like, you know, doing, just doing wonderful things, creating their own wonderful stories or artwork mm-hmm. or, you know, um, and then, you know, and then like we're older like I got into it when I was in my early 20s and you're getting into it now you know so it's like it's like it just reaches everybody and and then we share it with our kids and yeah I'm super excited to read I have the illustrated edition of the first book that recently came out and so 
I'm looking forward to reading that out loud with Amelia, with my daughter. Um, and then uh, every October, there's a town near here that actually the, the, the downtown, like the old old town part of this town transforms into <laughs> like the wiz- wizarding world basically oh very cool like it's this whole little town that does it like for tourism and stuff or commerce like to bring people in but it's so cool <laughs> that like all the shops like they're all in on it and and like they transform to be different shops in Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade like to reflect those oh, places fun. so that'll be fun to um Ch- Chesterton Harry Potter Festival I think is what it's called um, but, and then of course there's the wizarding world of Harry Potter, yes. which in Florida, but then there's, they're working on building one now for California and it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, oh, that's, yeah, like it just keeps going because now there's Fantastic Beasts I know, yeah, like out. there's more, yeah, more. And then the sequel, Story's um, coming play, the play that is happening now. Um, about Harry Potter's yeah. son. What's that? The cursed. Which child? I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm hoping that that'll be kind of have like a be like a Peter Pan kind of thing where there's a novel for it. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan was originally a play, but like we we know it as a book. So I'm hoping that there <laughs> the that there will be a novelization of this sequel. Yeah, Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter's son, yeah, play, because that'll be cool. But yeah, but yeah, so but it's like the movies are 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 over, but now they're starting up again. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. round two, next generation. But rereading the first book, I was like, ah, oh, like this is really two dimensional. Like the characters are there's yeah that kind of overused tropes and like feels very the characters are very two dimensional mm-hmm. and stuff. And so and so it kind of made me hunger for. Like, maybe I should just start reading the fifth book instead of rereading the... Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, because, really getting Because, yeah, you're, like you mentioned, like, they started to have more maturity and depth, like, as when the characters got older. Um, but, like, I've read middle grade books, like, books for age, um, preteens that, that have a lot of depth to it. So, um, so yeah, like, the world that J.K. Rowling created is really intriguing, um... But, but actually, just, like, yeah, so rereading the first book after having, like, the last time I read it was, what, 12 or 13 years ago, which was the first time, and so, yeah, but rereading it now, um, it was, like, I kept wanting to be, like, just give Malfoy a hug, <laughs> like, if, if, <laughs> I was like, we need, we need, there needed to be a character, like, if only Harry Potter was, like, Goku from Dragon Ball or like if if Malfoy was like Vegeta like and then wow <laughs> if anybody's familiar oh yeah but it's like <laughs> I wanted to I really wish that there had been a character like in in different anime there's like this male character like this kind of innocent energetic kid like boy who and then there's like there can be like a jerk character, but they end up getting along because the one like <laughs> like Goku, like he's so upbeat and just like he doesn't get offended and he's just like friendly to everyone. 
And so I wished, like, I really wish that there, somebody, is there, like, a fan fiction or something where there's, like, Harry Potter's, like, Goku. Yeah, somebody balance. Malfoy's, like, Vegeta. And they become friends, but Vegeta is always, or Malfoy is always, like, grudgingly, <laughs> like, still wants to, like, beat him at everything, but, but he's. Yeah, so he's down. competitive, but he has a soul. <laughs> Because I felt like, yeah, so like rereading the first book, um, it's, yeah, there are a lot of these very two-dimensional characters. Like the Dursleys are wretched, just completely wretched. And Right, I, like, like they really have no, no humanity at all. No, you wouldn't put a child in Like the, they're very yeah. black and white characters at, at the beginning. Yeah, I Yeah, yeah I agree. and it doesn't make sense, like, that they would even take him, I mean, yes, I guess legally in the muggle world, like... Well, I guess in any world, like, if you still have blood relatives. But you never learn about James Potter's family. I mean, you assume they're all dead because Harry didn't go live with them. But, like, you never hear about where's the rest of his family. And we know that Lily, his mom's, his mom was a muggle. And just the fact that they're, <laughs> that they call them muggles, it's, like, so racist. And there's, like, this, yeah, anyway, and then, like just atrocious like situation for Harry and really he should be way more messed up I guess like <laughs> being raised right yeah, like, like he's surprisingly a, a normal for the like stairs. the childhood trauma he suffered <laughs> yeah it's, and it's interesting because once he gets to school like you think he would not he would have more social trouble or like not be a leader right away. Diana, or, you know he's what I mean? The like, one. <laughs> I know. Blah, blah, blah. But really, it should have been Neville. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but, Neville turned out. Yeah, hot. <laughs> he was only the chosen one because Voldemort thought that he was, and then he inadvertently made him the chosen one by not killing him, <laughs> but or something like that. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, but. But yeah, and then, um, like Malfoy, it wasn't until the later books that he actually got some substance to him. Because, really, it's like, yeah, you come from a family of Death Eaters, but you're just a child. Right, like, you know, so children like, aren't born evil, you know, so it's Yeah, kind of a... and he's just trying to have his father's approval, right. and like, you know, and then his parents are afraid of the Dark Lord, and you know, all this stuff, and so, but yeah, I really wish well, somebody had just given Malfoy a I've hug. kind of like, thought about it, like, you know, kind of, because, I mean, yeah, there is, like, a marked difference, like, as the the books progress, you know, and I've um, almost thought about it, like, you know, Harry's perspective has changed, and kind of, like, that's how the story is widening, you know? Like, I mean, because when you're a child, like, everything is very black and white to you, you know? Things are good yeah, and evil, true. you know? And, like, as you get older, you're like, oh, this person acts really awful, but, you know, there's, like, this or that reason why they do this. And, I mean, you, you know, you have, like, a much more nuanced perspective of the world, you know? And so I feel like okay. the books have grown... And it has mirrored, like, kind of Harry's perception of the world, you know? So, like, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it being more of a, like, 
very tropey, um, you know, black and white story yeah. to begin with, and just becoming more and more gray and interesting as it as it continues. Yeah, yeah. I just really create like I guess because I'm rereading it, so I already know. What yeah, happens. you're like ready so to I jump, just, jump I'm like, to that part of it. <laughs> like, just give him a hug now, and then you can you like need to stop so much. So much yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. But also, kind of... yeah, it is interesting because also the movies help to, because they're visual, they help to like flesh things out yeah. more with interaction and, and, um. Because sometimes you'll catch like yeah. a pointed glance, you know, that like may yeah, not have been exactly. in the book, you know, so you're like, this substance was the there eyes. all along. It just wasn't, yeah. you know, um, perceived, I guess, from, from the character's yeah. perception uh, or perceive from their perspective no i totally perspective yes because yeah. i mean they're children you know they're not gonna pick up on this and so i i, I like how yeah. it's, it's written like that yeah yeah but i but i was just totally craving it like going backward like having been to the end and then right yeah and then, and it's then like also, flowers like have, flowers you know. for algernon you can't <laughs> go, go back. yeah um but it's cool also like you're saying that the progression um that the films very much did like were, were very purposeful in like the first film was more glossy and you know gilded and then progressively they like chipped away and made them darker mm -hmm. and you know like it, because like you said like that's how the books are as right. well and so and so it, it like it is perfect but I still wish Malfoy <laughs> like can you imagine what would have happened if all know, of a sudden Harry had given him a hug he would have been stunned and then he would have gotten his wits about him and like pushed him away but he it never would have left him like yeah. he always would have it would have melted you know? the icy exterior and yeah, yeah things would have turned out differently like if someone had always tried to be nice to him in that but but of course Malfoy was like in the very end you know we know is it's okay but <laughs> and speaking of the endings have have you you've heard uh, have you heard okay, yeah, JK Rowling I have not read the last book nor seen the last two movies so like i kind of yeah. know the broader plot points you know so don't worry about spoiling me but like i don't know like exactly what happens so yeah well i mean um who ends up with who kind oh of yeah thing? i know that oh okay okay but well so so rowling came out and said that she really meant for harry and hermione like that's organically that's where it would have yeah. the writing would have taken her but she felt i guess like she felt that she had to make it so that ron and hermione ended up and then yeah because because really that didn't that doesn't feel like that's how it would have been that ron and hermione like the two sidekicks would end up together and then Ginny was always super annoying to me <laughs> like uh and it's like he's marrying his mother. Like, it's because his mother was red hair, and it's like, yeah, okay, so little... here's this other girl with red hair. Let's put him yeah, together. Yeah, that's a little creepy. <laughs> like, I know. I wonder and what then... Floyd would say about that. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like... like, I haven't read enough to have, like, because I've seen the movies up until that point, and so, but, like, I think I would have a different feeling once I read those middle books, which I haven't read. So, like, I really have no opinion either way, you know? Like, because yeah. at, at this point, like, it doesn't bother me that's how it happened, but, like, I might feel differently if I 
get all the subtext. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But just like looking back on it, and then but yeah, the fact and, like, that she has the... said that makes me kind of like, yeah. mm, you know, maybe yeah. yeah. Yeah, she said that she made the mis- she made a mistake, like by because really, I kind of wish she hadn't been. said that. You know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, but just I let think, it stand. Oh. yeah, but what? yeah. But, but yeah, I remember, like, reading the last book and then the epilogue, and it's, like, it just was too... Sometimes, I mean, it's got to be hard writing endings, especially for something so epic. Yeah. But, like, it was too and tidy. also like, it... like, everybody had kids the same age, and they were all starting... The, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it was just too... I don't know. But, yeah, I just can't picture, like, Hermione and Ron. Because, I mean, Ron, he's a goofball. I mean, he had, you know, like, oh, he's, like, the guy friend, and he, you know, had heart and stuff. But he's kind of, like, just kind of a silly character. And then Hermione is so, well, I mean, she's so smart. Like, she's so intelligent. But also, she was very brave and had a ton of compassion. Like, she zeroed in on Harry like his like when he was feeling things like she was always there for them for him and like picking up on his emotions and stuff and like they wouldn't even had to have ended up together but just they have this like super close bond and Ron just always seemed like a goofball outlier like like just he's just there to be the funny friend i mean he had a lot of part you know i mean he had a lot of parts and stuff parts to play but I don't know. I I kind of could have seen it like that, like Harry and Hermione have this like awesome bond, but they don't necessarily end up together. And then maybe Ron and Hermione dated for a little bit, and then they're like, "No, nah, it's not really working." Yeah, out. and, and everybody ends up with right. different people. And Ginny, Ginny just I don't know. She's just no, <laughs> like. Because it's like, oh, you saved me in Chamber of Secrets. Now I'm going to be obsessed with you. Right. Forever, yeah. That's not really be the, weird the and, seeds and of then our we're romance. Get married. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, people don't always have to end up with anybody at the end of the. Like, I know, especially I people know. you meet in basically middle school. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> Come but on, like, kids. There's a big old wizarding world out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got two questions for you. One, what house are you? And two, what are your feelings on Nomash? <laughs> Wait, okay. Oh, yeah, that. Um, so, always Ravenclaw. All the quizzes I've taken, including Pottermore, like, it's always been Ravenclaw. Like, the first quiz I took, I think it was... Do you remember Suncoast Video Stores? Um, they've gone. I, they've gone the way of all the earth. I think. Yes, yes, yes. Like they they sold movies. Yeah, it wasn't like a. <laughs> yeah, what, it was I was a thinking store, like a blockbuster, like, but no, it was like a CD store for movies in the mall. Yeah, like Sam Goody was around. Was like the audio yeah. version, okay. and then Suncoast. Was yeah, in, I, I, I remember they where they were the in company, my like but... high school mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exa- exactly. And so I pre-ordered the first Harry Potter DVD, and then with that. You got like, I have it in front of me. It's like um, game preview and a DVD highlights disc. Yeah. Anyway, so even on that, so that was for the EA games, like Sorcerer's Stone. So I still have this disc. It's right in front of me. Like <laughs> it's like super old. Um, 
but that even that is so like the first little quiz I took on that for Sorting Hat, it was Ravenclaw. Okay. And then the most recent one I've taken was Pottermore. Um and that was Ravenclaw. But all the other quizzes I've taken, it's always been Okay, Ravenclaw. so you're a firm And I'm down. You're with not that. one of those like oh, half houses that I saw. <laughs> yeah. No way. I'm total Ravenclaw. All the way. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, <laughs> I sorted myself not too long ago with Pottermore, which doesn't have the sorting anymore. Like, the whole website has changed. I think. I don't know. Because, like, I, I I also went back, like, recently to sort my daughter because, like, we watched one of the movies um, together preparing for this. And so I was like, oh, I wonder what how she is since I had recently sorted myself into Slytherin. <laughs> So yes, yeah. <laughs> so, so I wanted to, ambitious. Huh? Well, yeah, I'm gonna tell you my feelings <laughs> on that in a minute. But yeah, so um, I had gone back to Pottermore to like see what she was, and it wasn't there. So I just like Googled Pottermore quiz, and like you can find it on like other you know websites or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of Harry Potter. Well, it wasn't. So. No, it was, it was like the actual pop. Pottermore quiz transcribed somewhere else because I wanted that one because like you know um, Mm -hmm. J.K. Rowling like yeah exactly so um, I sorted her into Hufflepuff which I was (laughs) which I was very amused by because I think it's only because of Cedric Diggory was a Hufflepuff yeah that's true that's true but like I I was very amused by this because I think it was just because of youth because there was one question I forget exactly what it was but it was like what do you most want um like yeah it was like happiness um (laughs) intelligence like blah 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 and one of them was power and she was like power I'm like are you sure you don't want to be happy she said no power like she (laughs) corrected me (laughs) So I was like, okay. <laughs> so she's a Hufflepuff, but she's on the way up, people. <laughs> yeah, just the fact that they're like, I guess because there are so many kids at Hogwarts, like they have to separate them in more manageable groups. But honestly, it's like well, no, no, no. creating group like houses just would create competition. And well, that's exactly and what stuff. they do because, like, like, what I um, like, it's just like a typical um, British thing. Because recently, I reread like back in high school, I read *The Prime of Miss Jean Brody*, um, the yeah. Scottish novel by Muriel Spark, which is a classic and very good. And I recently reread it and got so much more out of it because I didn't understand what they were talking about a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, like those girls go to their, like, from their lower to upper school or whatever, and they get separated into houses. Like, there are four houses at the school, and they, like, specifically separate them so they won't be, like, such a little clique anymore. (laughs) So, like, I think this is, like, just, like, a typical British thing. And, And apparently, like, a lot of the boarding school stuff is that people over there are already familiar with. And we are just like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting and exotic, when it's really not. Like, it's just like, a lot of it's just like everyday life. But it's like, it's like there's these three, three houses. Well, I mean, and when they tell the history, like when McGonagall is like telling the history of Hogwarts, it's like there are three founders were in harmony, but then there was one that was real... Yeah. Anyway, like created the Chamber of Secrets, like created the secret place with a deadly monster in it, and then went away. Like, yeah. But it's like 
It's like, oh, and all of you kids, you're like in his house. Right. So like, what are you evil? Here yeah, you what go. are you specific? <laughs> I know it's like almost like they they nurture that aspect of people, you know? Because like again, you know, yeah. if they had been sorted into Hufflepuff, maybe they would have gotten hugs. So exactly. <laughs> but anyway, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuffs, come in. Exactly. Give you. <laughs> so yes, I am a Slytherin, wow. which I think just means I'm resourceful and ambitious. So I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah, I was really yeah, shocked because, like I said, I felt like a Ravenclaw, but apparently I'm not. But I've come to terms with it, and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's actually pretty cool. So I, I'm embracing these traits about myself. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know what, like, because I'm not, I don't think I'm a very smart person. Like, Of course you are. <laughs> but I mean, maybe my, like, creative thinking would yes. be, could be construed as cleverness. I don't know. <laughs> like, for Ravenclaw. But, yeah, yeah. and sure. it's like Hermione, she would have been the perfect Ravenclaw. Right. But I guess her courage is what put her in. She's just who Harry needed, yeah. so I guess that's why she's in <laughs> Gryffindor. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's interesting. You could think about that for a while. Hmm. I like personality I tests. <laughs> so anyway, what are your feelings on, yeah. on Nomad? Oh, yeah, which is... Well, I haven't really, like... <clears throat> I'm kind of not looking too much it's into just all the stuff funny. about Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> just because... I, well, I don't know. Because I want to I wanna be, like, fresh... For when I see the movie. Yeah, like I haven't dug <laughs> so, in. Because sometimes a lot of the inform- like articles and information can like spoil it. But I just um, thought it was funny that it was like so controversial. It is a controversy, <laughs> yeah. But I think, but um, the actors, right, they're on board with it. Um, yeah, no Madge. I guess it's got to be something, so there you go. <laughs> there. Anyway, but yeah, it's kind of cool to think on a world scale. Yeah, exactly. I would love to see what an like an Asian wizarding school would be because all the mythology and everything in Asia, right. like ma- magic systems and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I'm curious about so like every fantasy that has magic in it, they have there are different magic systems because <clears throat> and that's part of the world building. But it's like where where does in the world of Harry Potter where does the magic come from like what's the source of the magic because I mean I could say it's genetic but then where does that stem from because Hermione is from you know completely muggle family and then it's and then they also say because there's the elitist families like pure blood families or whatever but then it's the comment is that well the wizarding world wouldn't exist if it wasn't for like intermarrying with muggles like so it's kind of curious, like, where does, where does the magic itself Right. Well, maybe it from? is genetic. Maybe it is, like, a recessive gene, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, like, where did it come from in the beginning? Like, Oh, uh, where, anyway. where did any of us come yeah. from? Yeah. Evol- evolution, yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They do celebrate ho- religious holidays, though, even at Hogwarts. So it's, uh, like, it's interesting. Let's be honest. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so that would still be a really, you know, some kind of really, so that's interesting too. It's like, yeah, that like, because we're talking about magic and stuff, this like magical world, but then they still celebrate 
uh, like Christmas and Easter, whether it be for Christian reasons or for the original like pagan reasons, it's still having to do with like gods and goddesses or whatever, you know. Yeah. Divine or just So that's kind of curious. Or just too, a cultural like, thing, you know. I'm yeah. not re- which I which I'm sure that's why it's included in the yeah. books is because it's a like fun I'm not cultural, religious like everybody but I'm loves obs- Christmas. Yeah. I'm not religious but yeah. I'm obsessed with Christmas. So. Yeah. Well, and Halloween yeah. too. Is oh, yeah, and, and Halloween. You know. Yes. I got my Christmas tree today. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into food because there's yeah, so much I know. to talk about. I got like oh, so I'll oh no. Just I'm my, sure we'll have lots thoughts. of like you know Harry Potterness to talk about in in food. Yeah. There's yeah, there's a sure lot. Um, so there are like buku bajillion recipes online, and there are several um, Harry Potter cookbooks mm-hmm. as well. Um, but let's talk about our. So we did a little butterbeer battle. Oh yeah, let's do this first. Of sorts. Okay. So yeah, yeah, this is kind of different. Like we didn't come up with our own recipes or use other people's, but we decided to test a lot of them out and have a butterbeer battle. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. So <laughs> we started joking about it like several months ago, and they were like, "Oh, we should totally do this." Because I mean, really, what could we add to the, you know, Harry Potter? Parthenon of recipes out there. <laughs> yeah, there's so there's so many. So yeah, so yeah. we decided to like you know go and get all those collect all those butterbeer recipes out there and try them out. So on so we we don't. It's too bad we're not neighbors. I but, know. <laughs> so you're yeah we we are states apart. We're in different states, and so on our both of our ends we did like a little. T- tasting kind yes, of. Yes, we both had um, get-togethers. We yeah. had friends try out these recipes, so these aren't just our opinions, but we got, you know, very... <laughs> we did our research. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we both made uh, a, a, several recipes. Um, yeah, and then our friends tasted them. And um, So tell tell us about your the ones that you did. Okay, sure. First. Well, um, since you don't drink, I graciously um, took on the alcoholic recipe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that'll probably make my friends happier, too. <laughs> yeah, so I did, um, I only did three recipes because a lot of the, like, good recipes out there that I wanted to try seem like they kind of stem back to this, um, like, Old English Elizabethan um, recipe that is, um, well, yeah, I'll talk about a little bit more about it. So, like, a lot of them were very similar, so I did one, but I can, like, I'm pretty sure, like, any of these would come out good. Um, so I did one, there were, there were two winners, and, and one that was good, but it wasn't our favorite. (laughs) So, the one that, um, that did not win, um, I got off um, pop sugar, which was just um, butterscotch and pumpkin beer. And it sounded pretty good. And they said you can serve it hot or cold. And I'm like, well, the cold one, like, I didn't try that. But thinking back, like, I think that would have been good. Because the problem with hot toddies, like, they're a good concept. But you have to be careful because since they're heated up, like... You don't want to have, like, alcohol fumes in your drink, you know? It has to be, like, mixed with a fair amount of, like, I guess, rich stuff so that it's not just, like, I don't know, hot beer, which is basically what this was. 
<laughs> so yeah, we're not we weren't a huge fan of that one. But the um the rest of them we were split on, you know, pretty equally. And um so there's one the one that was different was from sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. From a website called The Roaming Kitchen. And um this recipe is with ginger beer butterscotch and you put a shot of rum in it and then some butter of course you have to have butter for butter beer and then like just some light spices and it turned out really nice like my aunt described it as a melted marshmallow <laughs> so yeah it was really yeah really tasty so that was one of our winners but the one I liked best personally um was from Food Through the Pages, which is also, um, yeah, I just mentioned Into the Crossroads earlier. This is her other blog, which is, like, various recipes, not just Game of Thrones recipes. But it's from this, like, um, adapted from this 1588 cookbook. And then this recipe, like I said, there were several similar to it, so I'll mention some of the other websites that I saw it on, like Brighton Taylor, Food and Literature. We love her. Um, okay. So she made a recipe similar to this. Um there's a website I found called the Tudor Tattler, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, so it, this was included in a list of, like, Christmas drinks. And then, let's see, Feast of Starlight, which we love. Um, yeah. Traditional Tudor era butterbeer. So, <clears throat> so a lot of these are similar, and the basic concept is um, is ale heated up with Sugar, I use brown sugar. Um, some spices, you could do just like ginger, nutmeg, and cloves, which is what the original recipe calls for. Or I used my witchy masala, of course, <laughs> which I had nice. around the house. And then you put um, egg yolks in it, so it's kind of like egg, like a beer version of eggnog. Yeah, and then butter, of course. So um, I think like what what helped this was like the richness of the drink. So you didn't feel like you were drinking like I said alcohol fumes. But this one, unlike the other one, like since the other one's not made with beer, like this one definitely has a beer flavor, um, which made me think more of butter beer, obviously. So um, so I like I liked both of them. They were both delicious, like I said, but. Um, this one, I think, was more what I had in mind. Although, I guess, like, kids probably weren't drinking, like, ale and stuff. <laughs> and in one of the movies, too, like, they, they go to the um, to the pub and ask for their butter beers, and Hermione asks for ginger in hers. So it um. seems like ginger might, might have been a thing. So maybe the other one is, like, more, like, quote, authentic to the book, which is fictional. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because so yeah, I love like ginger beer. Yeah, like, it's also called exactly, beer, exactly. So, so beer is more yeah. just kind of like a some kind of malted <laughs> beverage or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah, could, like fer fermented to an exactly. Extent, where so, it could be just carbonated, yeah, right? Yeah. So maybe the other one was more like the other one was more Harry Potter, I guess maybe. Mm -hmm. But like this, um, like Tudor era butter. Like I love historical recipes, you know, and I think it, it, it's fun mm -hmm. to try them out. So yeah, but they were both fantastic and both very seasonal. I had my Christmas music playing, you know, and like right. so we were sipping our hot toddies. <laughs> so yeah, so just the name, hot yeah, toddies. exactly. It's cold outside, baby. So come and have a nice warm drink. Yeah, so yeah, these were really nice, and so um, yeah, I'll post the recipes to all of them because like you really can't go wrong. So mm -hmm. yeah, so tell us about your experience. 
Yeah, okay, so... Um, oh, sorry, just quickly, not to cut you off, but yeah, but, yeah, no but the one um, the one with the ginger beer, like, it does have rum in it, but you could easily, like, not include that and make a, a, a non-alcoholic version. So, or, and do, like, rum flavor or something. Yeah, like, you, yeah, you could add the rum flavor yeah. or just leave it out, it would be fine. You know, it's got a lot of other flavoring. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you can't make the ale drink without the ale, but you could make the um, ginger beer one without the alcohol. So this this is a solid recipe either way. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was, like, trying to think of, like, if I were to make my own ginger beer. I mean, sorry. Oh, wow. Butter yeah, beer. Little but would be the idea of homemaking ginger beer which is yeah like fresh ginger and then you um mix it with water and then so like you can use like a two liter bottle like an empty two liter bottle um yeah and then just you let it sit and so then it will carbonate okay, so like you know, the but you can put in the, other the bubbles yeah and you can put flavoring in or like um flavor the water or you know whatnot so oh, okay yeah because I've looked that up for a for a different fiction food, but then thinking of butter beer, because when I hear beer, but think but think non-alcoholic, I think immediately think ginger of ginger beer. beer. Yeah, so of course. It's like, yeah, yeah. But then to do like to do a butter infusion somehow or flavoring, because there is the just the butter flavoring too. Right. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to use actual butter, I guess, if you just want. Yeah. Because the then that, that would introduce the animal fats, which can be. Could be, I don't know. Like, that's a whole nother science. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so the the ones that I did uh, were non-alcoholic. And, but probably the ladies that were, (laughs) that did the the test, I'm sure they probably would have appreciated the (laughs) alcoholic ones. But, um, but, like, I rented out a local community center, and, you're like, you're not allowed to have alcohol there anyway, so. But, but yes, I don't drink alcohol, so. <laughs> um, and I'm the one making them, Yeah, so, so anyway. you live by her rules, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I did four. And, but, yeah, looking through, <clears throat> so there are a lot of recipes, but, like you are saying, a lot of them are very similar or they kind of, or you could tell like with the ones that you're looking at that they kind of stem yeah, from, from the same source. Older, yeah. yeah. Um, so there, there are ones that are very similar. Um, <clears throat> but then, uh, I was able to pick out at least four that had, um, that were different, had different ingredients. Um, like one of them I did, you, you kind of make, uh, butterscotch syrup um, so it has brown sugar and water and butter um, even a little bit of uh, cider vinegar and then some heavy cream okay. uh, and rum extract um, and, and all the ones that I did uh, and you'll find for non-alcoholic ones usually the base is cream soda yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I did one like that it was cream soda but then you add you make uh, you heat up a little um, sauce basically. Um, and then you combine that. Um, and then another one I did was with sweetened condensed milk and butterscotch topping and butter Ooh. and then cream soda. Yeah. Um, and then another one I did like, cause I just wanted to kind of get a, a range and one was very simple is like cream soda plus, um, rum flavoring and butter flavoring. And that was like the worst one. <laughs> Because it tasted very, very artificial. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you get these two artificial flavorings. And then and then it really makes a big difference what brand 
of cream soda you use. And like, yeah, unfortunately, the, the store base, I went yeah. to didn't have like two liters of A&W cream soda, which is what I wanted. Um, they just had like um, cans, like boxes of um, cans of like Shasta cream soda, uh. <laughs> which, which I mean, it doesn't, it didn't taste very That's good. Um, so yeah. And so then, so that, and then adding just um, extract or or not even extract, but imitation, like butter flavor and imitation rum flavor. Like that was anyway. So there was that, that was a recipe. It was just like three ingredients <laughs> and that was kind of like, so, so anyway, so I had these four and I numbered the pictures. Like I just put like one, two, three, or oh, four like sticker, a blind um, on the picture. <laughs> yeah. And so and I had these little cups and so the, the ladies, um, that came to this, uh, tasting, they, uh, tried a little bit of like one and two and then chose between those. And they, so they put like a little hash mark on a paper, like next to one or next to two. And, and, um, okay, so you and actually also did they, brackets. I was going to, but then I then only had three recipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah. And then they tried three and four and then, you know, out of the, the winners from the, then they tried. Yeah. So we did have, um, well, let me see. So that, so I've talked about three of them and let me see where, <laughs> what the third, I'm trying to remember what the third one was. Oh, the third one was, um, ice cream. So vanilla ice cream and then you, you mix in, so it's like softened vanilla ice cream. Um, but first you get some softened butter and then mix in some spices like cinnamon, uh, and clove and, uh, nutmeg. And then you mix that in with a softened ice cream. But the thing with that is immediate, like once you add in the ice cream, the butter will seize up again. So it's like bits of butter anyway. And then you pour on the cream soda. So it's like an ice cream float, but then it has like solid bits of butter in it. So, I mean, that was all right, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so some of them, like, when you mix them up, it would get, like, a foam, but, like, one of them, the foam was kind of gross, because it was, like, butter foam. Oh, butter foam. It was, like, <laughs> weird. Anyway, but the one that um, everyone really liked was um, the one that had the sweetened condensed milk. It was very sweet, so it was actually better, like, if you added combine them all together well just leave out the one that was just the artificial flavoring but like <laughs> yeah put all the other ones <laughs> pour pour that one yeah like. Like, the condensed milk <laughs> one sounds lovely but every ingredient is like so sweet in it yeah so you might need yeah. to cut it somehow yeah and so um but also the ice cream one everyone agreed that it kind of was like horchata because oh, okay. you could really taste the cinnamon so it was it was good but not butterbeer like yeah. cause we were it was like judging it on taste, but then also the fact that it's supposed to be butterbeer. Like, what do we imagine butterbeer to be? Um, and online, a lot of recipes are trying to be like the butterbeer at Wizarding World. They're like the official butterbeer, but it's like actually that's a copy of a copy. You know, yeah, exactly. Like that's not. Yeah, it's that's like their it's interpretation. A, it's a theme of... park version. Yeah, like a mass-produced theme park version of a f something from a fictional right. world. Right. So, so that might not be like the one. I don't know. You're aiming to match. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know what J.K. Rowling's 
like, if she has ever come out to say... Because theme park food is not amazing. Yes, this is what official butterbeer tastes Right. Like. I've never tried this. It might be delicious. But, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, you can only have such high expectations for it. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, what they have at Wizarding World is a cold drink. But it very well could be a warm drink. Like... Because often it's like they're having it at Hogsmeade in the wintertime or whatever. Like, we don't, like, it's, so you, you could. Right, it's like. It could be a warm drink. Right, it's like your hot coffee or your iced coffee. It could go either way. Yeah. You know? Like, just depending, depending on, on what you're in the mood for and the weather yeah. and whatever. So, yeah. And so, so, yeah, to, so, so pretty much it's like, does it taste buttery or creamy? Yeah, <laughs> or like <laughs> butterscotchy. <laughs> so. Yeah, so so we did have the the one that pe- the uh, ladies liked the most was the one with the um, sweetened condensed milk. Okay, so, nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and I mean honestly, if you just dump a bunch of things that taste good in together, usually you come out with a good product. Yeah, it's my advice on cooking. So <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I I still want to try to make like come up with my own idea yeah this would be kind of fun just experiment exactly because you know, I mean, kitchen experience so many of these things are like so subjective like one of the only mm-hmm. harry potter um recipes i've made is pumpkin juice and like you know yeah, like i went i went around and looked at a bunch of recipes and like like a, some of them like okay well one that looks good but like i was unable to make is um like pumpkins just into a juicer <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that sounds delicious. Because, I mean, yeah, that's just, um, yeah, straight up pumpkin. Um, but, like, I didn't have a juicer at the time. So I was like, okay, what else can I do? And, like, a lot of the recipes have, like, like pineapple juice in them, which sounds good, but didn't mm-hmm. sound like what I had in mind. Because it's, like, yeah. a fruit that's not, like, that's like a tropical Yeah, fruit. exactly. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, not so native like, to there or seasonal or anything. Yeah. So, like, I ended up making mine, I think, with, like, apple cider. And I did put some, mm. like, like a squirt of orange juice in there um, just because, like, that is a seasonal, winter seasonal fruit yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, I think Get I did the, that. the pomander action going Yeah, on. so not to say that those <laughs> aren't, like, delicious or even, like, quote, authentic because we do have, like, you know, global trading nowadays. But <laughs> but just, like, that's not what I, I had in my own mind. And so, you know, that, that could be the case for any of these. And how did you get the juice? Did you roast the pumpkin? Yes. Because I've seen some, re- yeah, that you roast it, and then did you put it, and then and then what happened? Like, how did you? Oh, I just used like the um, the pureed pumpkin and um, some apple cider. I think if I'm remembering correctly, like I, I used like pureed pumpkin, apple cider, and orange juice, and then just like blended it up. And I did strain it to get any like you know big gritty parts out, which can happen if you use puree, and then just like you know. Serve that. Mm-hmm. It was good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because I had read a recipe. It's like, yeah, you, like, roast a pumpkin and then, yeah, and then, like, put it in a food processor and then get the, yeah, so you yeah, so like, but it will separate with Yeah, the, so I do roast the pumpkins juice. and mm-hmm. butternut squash and stuff like that, like, fairly yeah. often. So, like, pumpkin puree is something I use, like, to make soup and whatever. So, like, I, yeah, yeah, I did start with that. Nice. Yeah. No. Nice. <laughs> so, like, what kind of... You've made, like, several Harry Potter recipes. What have you made? Yeah. So, the first thing I did... 
was an inspired by dish and it's um let me pull it up it's a pot de cream oh, uh, so i made a, yes. a pumpkin pot de cream because i at world market i found these this was a few years ago like i found these little pumpkin like ramekins bowls kinda. yeah like ramekins yeah and it's like so perfect yes. for something yeah so it's not in the like it's so funny because there's so much food in the world of harry potter but then i like do something that's not even in i like that though i love inspired but, by recipes because yeah it's kind of like you're expanding the world yourself yeah <laughs> so. so it's something that i could totally imagine um being in that yeah. world and it was fun because um i decorated them so it's so you get have this blue it's kind of like a like a mousse almost like a pudding or a mousse um so you have that and then so it's and it's orange um and then if you want to make like a little pumpkin stem kind of like so i took a little um, pu- uh, pretzel rod and just cut off a little bit to put that in as a stem and then um like a you take a candy bar like a hershey's chocolate bar and then a potato peeler and just kind of shave off a little curl a couple little curls and just put that on the top um and then you could uh, put maybe a little bit of little bit of pistachio pieces to get a little green yeah on the top so yeah so that's kind of fun just to like decorate or you could just put some whipped cream on yeah put some whipped cream on the top if you want and then decorate it with little pistachio or something and chocolate shavings um so that was the first thing that I did, and, and that was fun. Um, and then since then, um, so, like, I, I did a pumpkin ice cream, but it was actually, like, with Greek yogurt. Um, so, I don't know, like, pumpkin. Frozen, frozen yogurt. yogurt. <laughs> yes. um, but I decorated it, so I made a parfait. Um, oh, I haven't seen this. That sounds yummy. Yeah. Well, I, I did it more of, like, a photo thing. Um uh, so it's more like a for the the image of mm-hmm. it and the the decorations that I made for it. Um, let me bring it up. Um, but I have since done like a how to or like recipes for a couple of de- the decorations. But anyway, so it looks so it's like a parfait with um, brownies with butterscotch chips and um, anyway, so it's like a layered dessert and it has the ice cream pumpkin ice cream on top. And then I made these little round um, chocolate glasses to put on. Oh, the, so it looks so like. Cute. <laughs> um, and then I put I made uh, a little edible broom, and so I have a recipe for that. So you just take a little chocolate pocky stick, which is a little biscuit stick dipped in chocolate, um, and then you you can you take uh, thin spaghetti noodles and fry them with butter and cinnamon. Oh, yeah. And so they're like, so you can actually just make a, a crunchy snack out of. Yeah, just um, that. <laughs> hot, like hard, hard noodles. Like you don't even have to cook them um, beforehand or anything. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, and so, and then I just um, broke those into uh, little pieces um, that are of similar length to make the brush part of the, the bristles of the broom mm-hmm. and then um, stuck them using melted chocolate to the Pocky stick, uh, and then also <clears throat> a caramel chocolate wand. I just took a little mini cowtail candy, 
uh, which is caramel, and it has like a little bit of cream in the middle. Um, but anyway, I like, kind of twisted twisted it gently and um, and pulled it so it was the shape of a wand. Like oh, nice. And that's how you made your Buffy yeah. steaks, too, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so very So, similar, yeah, they're very multi-purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then dipped it in chocolate. Um, and then gave used a little toothpick to kind of give it uh, the look of, like, twisted wood. Kind oh, of. yeah, nice. Um, and then I made a little Deathly Hollows symbol on a, a digestive biscuit, which is a very, a very, very British. British, yes. Um, cook cookie or biscuit, um, and stuck that on, and also I made a little snitch out of a white chocolate lint truffle, Lindbergh oh, truffle, yes, please. Um, I love and it. just get the golden <laughs> spray, edible golden spray. So I sprayed the uh, the little truffle and then um, put it on a pocky stick because then you can just like um, push the stick into the ice cream so that you know it'll yeah. stay, <laughs> stays up um and then it just made little white chocolate wings and you can spray them silver if you want um and then just you know stick them onto the sides oh, of the, so yeah so i love using like pocky or other i like, know this seems stuff so and, like, useful kind of creating as, like decorations props for your <laughs> yeah for your <laughs> so so yeah so there those things um and then for the podcast, like, I had a bunch of ideas <laughs> for things to make, um, but, but like you said, like, we did the butterbeer oh. taste, taste testing I didn't know stuff. we were doing something um, <laughs> I made, I made no, no, butterbeer no, no, no. for it's, the Yeah, yeah, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, but, but so, yeah, so I was visiting my folks for Thanksgiving, and something that my mom, it, she hasn't done it for a little while, um, but it used to be a tradition... Um, that she would send care packages or, or like whenever she would send a, a little package to us um, it would include English toffee oh nice and this was like ever since I was little like she would make English toffee and then when we moved away like when I moved out of the house then she would send often you know I'd get a little container of <laughs> like this English toffee um, and but but like for a few years she had stopped it um, but I was reminded of it because um in Goblet of Fire, in, in the book, uh, Mrs. Weasley sends a care package to um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and they get... It's filled with English toffee, or, or just toffee, I guess. <laughs> um, like, homemade toffee. And so it reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah, my mom used Aww. to do that. And so we made it together, with, and with my daughter, too. So it was like three generations, and <laughs> we're, like, making Aww, this toffee. Oh, that's so nice. Um, so, so, so I made that and I'll share the recipe for that cause it's really easy. Um, but I'll share it for this episode. Um, but, but, we, but I just did that because it was kind of nostalgic, like meaningful and it was connected to Harry Potter. Um, but yeah, it's just sugar, um, brown sugar and butter. And then you heat it up, <clears throat> you let it boil for like about five minutes on medium. Um, and then you, uh, crush up some pecans and you... Uh, spread those out in a little square, like a nine by nine um, square pan that's buttered. You put your pecans down, and then you pour in, pour on your um, melted sugar mixture, the toffee mixture, and spread that out. And then you just put some chocolate chips on top evenly, and then cover it with foil so that the heat like melted stay in there. Yeah, and melt the chips, and then you spread those. And if you want, you can make, you know, make another batch of, um, sugar, 
uh, mixture or of the toffee mixture and then like layer it like you could do oh, like <laughs> two, two really batches two layers if you want of, you know and then put more nuts and then da, 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 da. Um, but I just did one simple layer because it's really rich like yeah. <laughs> so then you just like cut it. them in little squares you know and let them harden and it's yeah so it's super simple but it's like it's and that's really easy to just send it as a care package like in in wax or paper Christmas or something gift. Yeah, or for Easter, oh, and right, like put yeah. it in. Well, well, which is what that was in Goblet of Fire, but she like put it in inside some eggs, like Aww. Easter eggs. Um, but yeah, for Christmas, like it's a it would be a perfect Christmas um, Christmas item. But also in uh, the Sorcerer Stone, she sends care packages of for Christmas of fudge, like homemade fudge, and that's another really easy. Um, recipe to do um but i was thinking about Man, doing... Miss the best <laughs> yeah like she there, there should just be like an official mrs weasley's cookbook yeah <laughs> like that would be really cool and then and then maybe with a little added section of like hogwarts house elves like the kit the kitchen elf because that's what is the house elves that work in the kitchen <laughs> That they make all the food. Oh yeah, at they always have good like, food. <laughs> but yeah, so much food. But yeah, there. So I was thinking of <clears throat> making the savory pumpkin pasties. Yes, because that's based on like the the Cornish, like the the real Cornish. Pumpkin yeah, exactly. Pasties, yeah, like, um, that had steak in them, and so so I, I haven't done it. Um, yeah, but like I, I would like to do that at some. Yeah, point. I would because a lot of the recipes. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh no, on. I was just yeah. gonna say yeah, that sounds delicious because I've made like, um, beer rocks, which is like the German version, which I think has like beef and um, cabbage in it, and then I've made empanadas. Um, so yeah, yeah, this, uh, I kept thinking of empanadas. and I've made samosas. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah, I've made yeah. like all kinds. Yeah, any kind of. Food wrapped in pastry is delicious. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, these pumpkin. Because um... a, a lot of the interpretations are like pumpkin pie, basically. I would like a savory Just one. Just like hand pies. Yeah, like I think a savory one sounds really good to me because I love yeah. yeah pumpkin and savory dishes. So. And I and I think like because in America we when we think of pumpkin stuff we think of like, yeah like pumpkin pie like if it's going to be pumpkin in a crust it must be sweet right right? yeah exactly pumpkin pie but but yeah but in europe and historically they were savory Mm -hmm. because it was like for the miners and so it was like it was like a hand yeah exactly you know that they could just hold and have a whole meal but easy to 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 hold on to um but yeah and then also in in that scene in the sorcerer's stone um you know so it's like the sweets trolley on the on Hogwarts Express, and so some people, or or it's the treat trolley, but because there are a lot of candies and stuff, people are, assume that it the pumpkin paste, pasties are also sweet. But um, Harry gives it to Ron in place of Ron's sandwich. Ah, uh, so so then you could think, oh well, maybe it is another savory item. Yeah. Know, like, if you're going to trade a sandwich for it. Then... And that makes sense, because, I mean, you yeah. know, that would be the type of thing you would sell on a trolley, you know? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of vendors sell, like, sandwiches or little meat pies or something like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that would make sense. And speaking of... So, some of the most memorable foods are from 
you know, the first, because it's our introduction to the world, it's the Hogwarts Express, tro like the little sweet or treat trolley. And, and Harry just like has a bunch of money in his pocket, newly, <laughs> newly found money. Yeah, um, like I'll take one of everything. <laughs> yeah. And so in front of me, with, this is so fun. I feel like part of the success, I don't know what percentage part of the success, but I am pretty sure that part of the success of Harry is Potter is it like bleeding is, into the real world? <laughs> is, well, is due to the food. Oh yeah, for sure. In the books and you know the, even the food scenes, like the just the, the the presence of food, like in the Great Hall and stuff in the films, like it's just so beautiful. <laughs> um, because just that's the beauty of food and fiction is that it really helps you to. Im be immersed in this world. Yeah, and, like, any the, work that's doing, yeah. like, any real world building, like, if you're really working on that, like, food is such a good way to add, you know, depth and texture to your world, you know? Yeah. And especially because, like, these foods are really fun. Cause they, Fantastic. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're <laughs> magical. So, like, it really, really adds to, you know, the... So, I have in front of me, and I'm opening it right now, is a chocolate frog. So is it hopping it's around? So awesome. No. What? <laughs> no, <it's> that. <laughs> um, that would be amazing and disturbing. Mostly amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So there are official. Well, I mean, you guys probably a lot of the listeners like you. You know, like you know this already. But it's just awesome that there are official Harry Potter foods. Candy. Yes, much like, like much like Willy Wonka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how just exciting. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> is that for, like we love fiction food and the fact that they are, yeah, that they are official, official foods like from fiction. So okay, I'm opening up. This is the first one I've ever opened of a chocolate frog. This is the first oh, chocolate wow. frog I've ever had. So. And it comes, so if you remember the scene in the the book, it's that every chocolate frog comes with a collectible collectible card of someone famous in the wizarding world. And and they're movable pictures. They're moving pictures, and sometimes the the subject on the card is there, and sometimes they're not. Because you can't expect them to hang around all day. Right. right. Come on. They've got lives. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I got... So this is a, what, a lenticular? It's the kind where you move it and... I mean, you... Yeah, if you move the card, like, the image changes uh -huh. a little bit. I got Mr. Ollivander. That's the card that oh, I got. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's like he, the image moves, kind of. So Mr. Ollivander, of course, he is the proprietor of Ollivander's uh, wand shop. An old man with a soft voice, misty silver eye, silvery eyes that shine like moons and long fingers, remembers every one he has ever sold. Sold Harry Potter his first wand, holly and phoenix feather, 11 inches long. So there's also jelly slugs. Gummy candy slugs. Yeah. I can't remember... Gross. The kids what, what, scene, what scene it's from. Is this one at... It's either something that they get at Hogsmeade or something that the Weasley brothers make up, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the Weasley. Yeah, and the fact that, so there are candy establishments or like food establishments, but then the Weasley twins, they create their own 
fiction foods. Their own, like, prank. <laughs> <laughs> like they were creating um, <clears throat> treats to get so kids could um, get sick. Right, so to get out to of take class their owls. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also very trilly in the chocolate factory. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Willy Wonka has all those things like turn yourself invisible or eat it with your hand so you can hold it yeah. in your pocket and not be discovered in class or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the jelly slugs, nah, they're okay. Okay. They're not, not really jelly. They're kind of harder. And they're Are they flavors. like a gummy worm? Yeah, it's not really jiggly, though. It's like kind of hard and then more... <clears throat> kind of softer in the middle, I guess. Oh, okay. So less slug-like than you would prefer. Yeah. And then, of course, there's Birdie Bot's Every Flavor, flavor beans. beans. Alas, earwax. Ew. No. <laughs> no, no, I didn't just eat earwax. <laughs> but that was Dumbledore when he tried it at the end of Sorcerer's Time. Um, but the flavors have changed. So this is, it's all Jelly Belly, I think, that does, well, of course, Jelly Belly does yes. the, every, fla- every flavor. Oh, man, beans, Jelly Belly's the best. I know. How do they know what earthworm and earwax tastes like? That's what I want to know. Um, they've got some very talented <laughs> and adventurous testers. <laughs> yeah. So the flavors have changed since, um, since they started producing these. Oh, okay. Because one of my favorite combinations was buttered toast and strawberry jam. Oh, nice. But they don't have that anymore. Oh, bar. But it really but it really was a good combination. Um Yeah, so the little pack that I have right here, the bad ones are black pepper, yeah, earthworm, dirt, booger, Ooh. <laughs> oh. vomit. Oh god, awful. Rotten egg. Oh, I don't know if I could risk so, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what are the good ones? Yeah, the good ones are pretty boring. Banana, blueberry, Meh. candy floss, which is cotton candy, candy, I guess. But yeah, but it's the British way, right? right? Yeah, we've <laughs> again we discussed yeah, this which on, we mentioned, on our really yeah. Long. <laughs> so many, so cherry, many cinnamon, cherry, cinnamon, green apple, lemon, uh, marshmallow, tutti frutti, watermelon, um, and then there's sausage. Okay. And grass. I like grass. You like grass? I mean, I like the Jelly Belly flavor. Yeah, I just like munch a handful every morning. <laughs> but if you get, well, you should like. I could combine dirt and grass, I guess. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna close. Oh my yeah, eyes I know. Take, take an earthworm and grass and see if you get uh, the full experience. Yeah. <laughs> but so you mentioned Brighton Taylor yes. and concerning Butterbeer, but she also has done a jiggly version of the Chocolate Frogs. Which is very Excellent. cool. And she's done a jiggly version of the slugs, the jelly slugs. And, yeah, and, and honestly, like, we'll just link to Brighton Taylor anyway. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, because she's got a ton of recipes and YouTube videos, so you can watch her. It's quite yeah. entertaining. Yeah, so. She, Good stuff. Yeah. She's just incredible, yeah, with all of the, like, she's done a lot of the Honey Dukes uh, f- sweets and some of the uh, Weasley Twins Sweets, so yeah. Um, and then also Feast of Starlight, she recently did Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington's, um, so near, nearly headless Nick's um, death day party. <laughs> she did a, a menu for that. 
which is from the the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, nice! I don't think so, I saw that. Really... I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll link to other. Um, like, there's a BuzzFeed list that's forty Harry Potter inspired treats. Like, so it's just kind of fun to look at that, and we'll we'll put that link. Yeah, in just the vet va- too. You know, again, why we di- why we did it a little bit differently this time is because just the vast amount of recipes both straight from the works inspired by you know this and Mm -hmm. that stuff out there is yeah it's just so vast and amazing it's just fun to fun to dive into so yeah we'll put a lot of links up (laughs) so you can check it out yeah because not only the foods like like actual food but there's also the potions too that some people yeah like the veritas serum and the polyjuice potion and like there's gillyweed and um and the what is it the the liquid luck oh that, right anyway, yeah yeah those kind of lend themselves so to cocktails <laughs> so. yeah i know <laughs> it's true, true. So, i think i saw um, yeah when i was like looking around yeah. i saw a cocktail list that was like spells <laughs> like it's pretty fun Oh, and another idea that I had, um, and I, I am going to do this, um, either in cupcake form or, um, like hand pie, but, so I bought, um, I just got it on eBay and I forget how much it was. It wasn't too expensive. Um, but a wax steel, a wax seal stamp of the Hogwarts crest. Oh, nice. And, um, so, so my idea was, and I, I actually, um, have, half started I guess um so melt some uh candy melts and um and then some and so and use the that stamp to um make uh wax like faux faux wax seals out of the candy melted candy melt yeah that sounds fun or um, just like chocolate yeah. you know you could do melted chocolate yeah or or um, well, I was thinking of like col- colors, but yeah, you could do it out of white chocolate or um, you know mil- uh, brown chocolate. Um, but but in the you know when I think of wax seals, I think of like red. Um, but actually, in the Sorcerer's Stone, uh, the the Hogwarts letters are described as having a purple seal, oh, a purple okay. wax seal. So if you had like purple candy melts, um, and then just like put that like if you make a butterbeer cupcake. Um, butterbeer flavored, so you can use cream soda in the in place of the water. Like if you do a um, like a cake, use a cake mix um, box mix or something, um, and or you can use put butterscotch pudding powder, a little bit of that into the cake mix to get that flavor. Um, anyway, so just make cupcakes and then put uh, just so a white buttercream frosting on top, and then just press in the little um, chocolate seal on top like really simple but pretty because it's you know actually has the hogwarts stamp um or you could use you can make like pumpkin pasty or treacle tart filling and then um make an envelope out of pie crust oh nice and fold that over and bake it and then once it's cooled you know affix the the seal so I, so that's something that i'm eventually gonna do yeah, like, but i just want to put put the idea out there you know because it'd be fun for parties or you know or get you know yeah like holiday time um gifts or something but yeah that sounds very cool yeah yeah so it's just really fun all the different 
Yeah. Specific dishes or inspired by dishes. In fact, all these mentions of candy melts reminded me of Koali Pops, who we've mentioned on here before. Uh, I think just recently he put out some, like, Harry Potter strawberries, like, chocolate-covered strawberries. Oh, I love when he does those, uh, yeah, inspired strawberries. Yeah, and so he's got little, um, you know, tuxedo strawberries with... Um, you know, the ties for the different houses on them. Yeah, <laughs> and he's nice. And he's got some that look like the snitch. Yeah, so they're very cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, oh, so, yeah, and the snitch. Yeah, so that's a, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. Cool. And, like, you know, it looks pretty easy to do, but, yeah, very, very cute mm-hmm. for, like, a Harry Potter-themed party. <laughs> yeah. I was also thinking, because um, I've done a lot of cookie pops, like, like with Oreo cookies, mm-hmm. Um, to, uh, they, I don't know if they still have them, but they had the limited edition or special edition, um, pumpkin, uh, cookie, uh, pumpkin Oreos. I, I really like those. Yeah. But, or, or you can, yeah, you could use like the golden Oreos, um, but, but like dip them in white chocolate and then spray them with the edible gold spray and then just create, um, little wings to like stick out from the side. Yeah, that'd be like, cute. Out of chocolate. That's really simple. Yeah, like, just like pops, an easy, or... crafty, yeah, thing to do. Yeah, um, but I did. So I also wanted to mention. Um, so the the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook by Dinah Buchholz. Um, she's also the one that did the unofficial Narnia cookbook. Um, but this is one of those that's like 150 recipes. Um. So what? Yeah, one of these cookbooks that has like a, a ton of yeah, <laughs> ton of recipes. Um, this is <clears throat> this is really nice. Um, it doesn't. The only drawback, of course, because it's um, has so many recipes, um, is that there there aren't any photographs. Um, but it has a nice deckle edge, which is really cool um, to, for the aesthetic of Harry Potter. Um, but it goes through, and it has at the beginning of each recipe, it has. Uh, an excerpt of um, either like a, an excerpt from the book from one of the books or it tells just gives a little introduction to it and then tells where it's inspired from mm-hmm. uh, in the text so nice. that's really really fun Yeah, so like we said, lots of, yeah, lots of excellent stuff out there. So we will have a ton of links this week. So yeah, definitely check the website, um, which you can check at fictionkitchenpodcast.com. Yep, and you can find us on social media at Twitter. We are at FKPod, and then uh, we are Fiction Kitchen Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Thanks so much for listening. Mischief managed. Bye.